This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. And a good Saturday night, everyone, and welcome into Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, a 5 o'clock start here uh, on this Saturday. We lead you tonight right into Temple Basketball, Temple Tulane. You'll hear all of the action uh, following Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor along with Chris Woods and Jay Doc. I'm Joe Krause uh, coming to you on the Saturday night, the end, uh, Chris, of what um, was a, uh, a week of historical proportions uh, here in the city of Philadelphia. I welcome you into Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Thanks, Joe, and I'm glad to be back with you guys. Um, I missed you guys over the last few weeks, but um, I'm glad to be back. Um, to your point, uh, th- there was uh, some some activity this week um, around uh, one of my good friends um, and a, a, a historic labor leader who's done a lot in the city of Philadelphia for his members, John Doherty. Um, and I would just say briefly before we get into the show that I think, um, you know, we shouldn't rush to judgment. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty. And uh, I wish all of those folks the best of luck. Yeah, I'm going to jump on that also, Chris. Um, certainly as, as the labor show in the city of Philadelphia, we want to address it. And like Chris said, um, unlike President Pat Iding said, that John Doherty took over a, a struggling local 98 decades ago. And turned it into one of the really, uh, I, I, you know, one of the top locals in the country. And not only that, John has impacted this region like almost nobody has, political or labor leader. And uh, it was obviously, like Joe, you said, it was a historic week. Uh, but I will say this, and it comes, you know, when it comes to Johnny Doc and and Bobby Heenan, Councilman Bobby Heenan, and 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 the other individuals. Um, John, you know, they have done so much for the region, and 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 they have impacted uh, our not only our labor movement but but our community here in the city of Philadelphia. Pat Iding brought up that um, when the American Federation of Government Employees w- w- was out, the electricians local 98 were the first individuals there that um, with the food and started the food drives. And anybody who knows Johnny um, knows that his. Uh, you know his his charitable endeavors are, that you really never hear of are are vast and and uh, unlimited. He's always the first one there. Now, um, that doesn't give anybody the right to break the law, but I'll say this on behalf of Johnny Doc, um, everybody's entitled to due process. And what I'd say to everybody, and I believe in Johnny Doc, I believe in Bobby Heenan, I believe in um, a number of the other individuals. I don't I don't know them all, but um, that that. Uh, were named in that situation. I don't think anybody should be uh, judged in the court of public opinion. Uh, when when the federal government presents a case and it was, you know, they they articulated it uh, pretty strongly. Uh, it was pretty well coordinated. Um, and I know from personal opinion, I mean, from personal experience in my own family, um, that. Uh, 
you know, it can be very impactful when, when you get that first, when, the, when you get the big press conference and all that. Um, and I ask people not to judge anyone until they get their day in court. I'm sure uh, that uh, John Dockerty and Bobby Heenan, uh, and, and look, I'm sure, you know, it had, had we opened up the lines tonight, and we, we were not in any way, um, you know, going to go there or, or you know, just, you, we would probably get a bunch of people calling in and, 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 and creating opinions. I say this. Do not judge anybody. Any, everybody is entitled to their day in court uh, and due process. Uh, their reputations are going to get they're going to get pummeled for the next year or till they go to court. And they don't deserve it. Individuals that have made as great an impact on uh, not only our city, I mean, all of our citizens who don't even know, who have no idea how he's impacted your life. All workers who he's impacted directly or indirectly should give them the benefit of the doubt and let them have their day in court and then make your decision after that. No, I agree. I think, um, you know, even our union, the hospital workers unions, we've been able to come in um, after uh, local 98's efforts to organize some of the maintenance department at some of these most recent hospitals. We've been able to work together um, for us to come in and be able to organize some of the uh, non-professional employees at uh, some of the hospitals. And um, so they do great work. And like I said, man, everybody is innocent until proven guilty. And, um, you know, We'll have to wait and see how that situation plays itself out. This is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. We come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And I take the audience back to when Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor made our debut uh, with John Doherty and Pat Eiding uh, here in the studios of Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And I fast forward uh, to today, this Saturday night, just after 5 o'clock, leading you into, again, Temple Basketball. Uh, and I encourage the listening audience, those uh, members of the audience who listen to us on a weekly basis and are open to the narrative and open to the conversation. The key word tonight, I think, is due process. Uh, let's let the process play itself out. Let's not convict uh, in the media before the process has an opportunity uh, to uh, go through its proper channels. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, along with Chris Woods uh, and Jay Doc. I'm Joe Krause coming to you on a Saturday. Uh, we've got a impactful show uh, lined up for you tonight. Blondell Reynolds Brown, uh, who is in her fifth term and is uh, announced her retirement, she's uh, going to join us. We'll have her as part of uh, the as part of our show, uh, as well as a full lineup, Chris, uh, of guests tonight uh, for Saturday Night Live. We'll take our first commercial break. We're back in a moment. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. 
And back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you uh, a little bit earlier here tonight on a Saturday. Remember, we lead you into Temple Basketball. They're live here uh, at the top of the hour, Temple and Tulane, along with Chris Woods and Jay Duck. I'm Joe Krause. We're presented by Pond, LaHockey, Stern, and Giordano. We're powered by our good friends at Weinerman Pain and Wellness, and we're fueled, of course, by Jim Stevenson from Chapman Ford. And Jay Duck, I continue to emphasize, and Chris, uh, the one individual in Philadelphia who has been unconditionally committed to the union community in terms of being able to provide incredible service is Jim Stevenson. Now 35 years of commitment from up at Chapman Ford uh, and a big shout out to Jimmy for being a part and being a partner with us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. So um, we got a, a great upcoming uh, segment uh, and Chris if, if you want to introduce them. Yeah, it's uh, an honor and a privilege. Uh, the next young uh, lady that you'll hear from tonight on our show, um, who is my partner um, in the labor movement, but tonight she's here representing She Can Win, which is an organization that supports and encourages women to run for political office. So with that, I want to introduce uh, Salima Pace um, to our show. It's great to have you, Salima. Thank you. It's great to be here tonight. It's definitely great to represent She Can Win. As Chris said, um, She Can Win is a nonpartisan training program. It was founded by Jasmine Sessman. Uh, the program, the main goal is to support women, to make sure that women um, not only run, but get elected to office and get the support that they need um, while running. Um, it's, you know, really important for me to join this program is because it's directly affecting that women that are going through the same struggles that I've, you know, continue to go through and hope that they lessen um, as, uh, you know, I continue to participate in things like this, things that are transformative in our community. The program um, also has a pack that directly supports black women. And really, uh, okay. So you, I mean, so uh, this is, you know, you guys are getting involved heavily in the process. Yes. Um, what is is uh, you know is the reaction? In other words, you know, you're, you, do you guys have an agenda? Do you just get involved in, in in selecting particular candidates um, or backing in individuals that who are already running? Um, you know that 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 you want to support. Well, we are beginning that process to you know trying to fill out. You know what do we want to do? Uh, we haven't at this point supported any particular candidates. Uh, we're trying to grow as a table at this point trying to grow our resources at this point most of the women around the table already have established leverage and we're you know using that so at this we're, we're still trying to figure out what's the uh, best way to support people if it's supporting someone who's already you know been in there or if it's saying hey let's take some people out to put the right people in that um, are going to to shine and, so, and Chris, go talk, talk about a little bit about what the table means to you as you sit around with uh, a lot of these, uh, you know, powerful uh, women that's around the table for She Can Win. As you look forward to moving to your own race of being our next uh, uh, elected officer at, at our union, uh, 1199C, and, and our elections that's coming up. Talk about a little bit about what that means to you to be around some of those powerful women and maybe some of the encouragement or, or vision that you have as you get ready to embark about embark upon your own race. Um, I guess the word for me is just hope. When you when you see so many uh, women um, 
I'm 33 years old. So to see other 30 year olds, 20 year olds that are out here doing it, they have, you know, high level degrees. And I sit around the table of not two or three people. I'm talking about 12 to 15 women that are um, out here saying, hey, you look like me. You're moving and grooving like me and I'm here to support you and I got your back. And that gives me so, you know, it gives me power. And it gives, like I said, it gives me hope that I can do this, that. There are no limitations around me. Salima Pace is our special guest here uh, in the opening segment of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Uh, I would love for you to define, not only for us in studio, but for uh, all of those listening around the Delaware Valley, She Can Win is a very uh, powerful three words when you couple those words uh, together. Define that for me. I think like you said it's, it's three simple words but it's three very powerful words because it's saying we can she can win that you there is no you know take the doubt out that you can do this that you know with with the support and that's why this table is so important for me to uh, be a part of it is that with the backing with money with the encouragement with being able to see other people like you who have maybe made it or are still trying to make it you can win and it's a positive. I mean, that, you know, it's um, it, it's it seems like it's right off the bat. You know, who wouldn't want to be a part of something like that? Correct. Especially, <laughs> you know, it's it, it you know, you, like you said, individuals, role models, uh-huh. who who like you said, an African American woman, and and whereas there may not have been an opportunity before, not only is there an opportunity, we're going to have Blondell Reynolds Brown calling in. And she did win five times, and yeah. so it's got to be a great, um, you know, a great thing to be able to. Uh, have somebody, uh, uh, you know, right in front of your face who's done it, and now obviously you can do it. And I was saying this to Salima the other day. We were at the AFL-CIO meeting in Harrisburg, and I was, you know, I'm always trying to encourage Salima and, you know, like she said, relieve that doubt. I think we need more women in leadership across the entire country, whether it's labor, whether it's business, whatever it is, politics. Um, when you look around that room, uh, I said to Salima, you know, look at this. This is, you are a young African-American woman who's ascending into leadership of a union, there's not a lot of people in this room that look like you. So when you talk about, um, you know, an organization like She Can Win, I think, um, you know, what it's doing is providing hope, it's providing opportunity for people, uh, for women of color, um, to have an opportunity where they can not only remove the doubt, but be prepared for the opportunity that I feel like a lot of those women deserve. But also the, the perspective like in other, you know, so in other words, everybody's got a unique perspective mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's a voice at the table that needs to be there and at, and, and an organizational message and an organization that, that, that is, you know, going to impact and obviously 1199C is one of our biggest unions, if not the biggest union in the city of Philadelphia. So you got some, you know, I mean, some some real strength behind you yes. and it's a it's a it's a, uh, a great opportunity what are your what, what, what are your goals uh, for 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 the long run we want to become the uh, the premier group supporting black women to office to you know we want to become that group that people can black women can turn to and say hey she can win this behind me so i know i can win you know we that is that's what we're looking to do and 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 in the future i mean this 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 could this could be an you know part of a great movement and and you know obviously we have some great african american uh female leaders uh, you know across the country and 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 so 
obviously, you know, it's 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 you know there are there are people out there doing it every day, but this is a, a group that is dedicated to that message yes. and impacting future women yes. who may have never thought they could do this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't want I never toot my own horn, but when it comes to Salima, I'm definitely tooting my own horn <laughs> because I remember when Salima first called me to come and volunteer at the union and I've watched this young woman just continue to rise. She's the first one there, the last one to leave. And uh, I know she's going to do phenomenal in whatever she puts her mind to, whether that's labor. She has her MBA. While even servicing the members, she took on service in our largest shops at uh, 1199C Children's Hospital and University of Penn. And she was able to receive her MBA. So I think to be able to do all of that, um, you already can see the talent. You can already see the education. And I'm just proud of her. So I want to make sure that. <laughs> I always get credit because <laughs> Salima, I, it had to Salima, be something. <laughs> I don't toot my own horn enough, but Salima was my pick. And, uh, I, I'm so proud of her, man. I can't Thank say you. I can't say it enough. I mean, she really can, gives me motivation on a daily basis to continue to push forward in uh, the labor movement. Salima, I give you last word before we get into the commercial break. Last uh, chance here on the radio platform, on this big platform that is Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, one last opportunity for, for you to send your message to the public. She, a program like She Can Win is important. And I'm, I'm hoping that the listeners here today and that they open up their ears, but also that their pocketbooks. And they can visit us at shecanwin.net um, to donate to buy merchandise because um, we are here like I said we are on the mission to become the premier group to support women to support black women and getting elected to office she can win is the name of the organization uh, the name to perhaps remember as the future rolls on Salima Pace joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Lever along with Chris Woods uh, and Jay Doc I'm Joe Krause coming to you on talk radio 1210 WPHT we're presented by Pond Lahaki Stern and Giordano we are powered by Weinerman Payne and Wellness. We'll get to a commercial break. A good show uh, lined up for you tonight, and we roll along here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Back in a moment. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you. It's an early edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT again with Chris Woods and J. Doc. I'm Joe Krause. And Chris, certainly uh, from our opening break, our opening segment with Salima Pace, and she can win. Certainly uh, an individual who has had some influence uh, on your life and will remember the name, Salima Pace. Yeah, she's a, again a rising star, and I'm glad she was able to come on tonight and uh she can win is just an amazing organization that um i think We'll continue to do a lot uh, of good for uh, women across the region. We're presented by Pond La Hockey. We are powered by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, and we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, where we lead you in, of course, to Temple Basketball tonight. Jay Doc, following the show, Temple Tulane, you'll hear all of the action right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm ecstatic. You like to, you know, let people know we do a who's who in injury and injured workers advocacy initiative in labor. It gives us the opportunity to honor the, the, the top 
uh, legal representatives in the areas of, of injury law and and uh, an individual we're going to be recognizing pretty soon uh, is is jennifer gomez hardy she is the uh, managing partner of gomez law group uh, jennifer welcome to the broadcast thank you so much i'm super excited to be here it's great to have you and you're also the the president-elect of the hispanic bar group of pa correct yes awesome so if you will uh tell us a little bit about yourself and the firm, and then we'll, we'll get into the Hispanic Bar Group. All right. Awesome. So, like I said, my name is Jennifer Gomez Hardy, and I actually just uh, started my law firm not too long ago. We're here at 1608 Walnut Street, Suite 708, so come check us out right here in Philly. Um, so, I don't know how far back you want to go, but just let you guys know, I'm from Allentown originally. I graduated there and then moved up um, to Philadelphia in 1999. Started going to Community College of Philadelphia, which is an amazing school. I had a great experience there. And then I went to Cheney University. And um, from there, I got my law degree at Dickinson in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, which is a little bit far out here. So um, what areas of law do you practice? So I do all personal injury and medical malpractice. So anytime somebody's been injured, that's what I handle for any type of reason. So, you know, that that could go from an automobile accident to a slip and fall. Um, Typically, when we when we talk about and this is interesting because you know and this is some information that our union uh, members and everybody can uh, you know relate to uh, when you when you're dealing with particular motor vehicle accidents. We have a lot of individuals that drive for a living. Uh, we have our SEPTA bus drivers. We have uh, you know all kinds of individuals uh, who who that, that that's what they do. There's a lot of factors when you're talking about a motor vehicle accident. Uh, you know, that start in some cases with the actual auto insurance policy. So typically speaking in the city of Philadelphia, how many times has somebody ever walked into you and said, I have full coverage, but they don't know the difference between full tort and limited tort? Yeah, exactly. And that's such a great point I was going to bring up is uh, I actually do free consultations. So if you're not sure what type of coverage you have, you want to come in, you want to check us out, give us a call at 267 313-1186 and we will review your deck page and make sure that you have the right coverage because like you said full coverage and full tort are totally different things full coverage is just based on property damage now full tort allows you to bring a claim regardless of what type of injury you have so let's just say you know you broke your pinky or something like that you could come for a personal injury claim based on that. Now, when you're talking about limited tort, you're limiting your ability to bring a personal injury claim. So there's a difference there, and I definitely would love to talk to anyone who has a question. Well, we have, and we've had uh, Jennifer on um, not only this program, but on the Legal Eagles radio program with Sam Pond. The, the one thing that we've discussed, through all of the conversation, and this applies to me and perhaps some of our listening audience, we just don't know what the right answer is. We don't know until we don't know the answer. We think we know the answer, but we ultimately know the right answer and we make decisions based on what we think is right and ultimately it turns out not to be correct right right well, and that's because we all got a guy joe never though in other words this is the way we roll you know you call up your buddy you're like hey do me a favor get me the best deal possible by the way i finance my car or i have a lease i need full coverage i don't even know if it's a guy anymore i think it's right. we just we're go good. on we just go online and we do what we thought we do what we think we're supposed no, to I do i know I'm, I'm just being figurative but my point is we call our oh yeah and you mean online online yeah i yeah, know that's a, and, and that's and 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 the, so we think we know, yeah. uh, you know, because 
a lot of times we're looking for the best deal. Right. But when we walk into your office after something happened, and you know, you say you know breaking the pinky, but it could also it, it, it could also be you know just break breaking the hand. But if it's not a, a really bad injury, oh no! And, and I just can't imagine how many times people have walked in and said, "No, nah, I got full coverage." And then you're looking at them and you look at the policy and you're like, "I don't think so." Yeah. I mean, what's that? What, what's that like when you got to break the the, the the bad news to them that they aren't getting what they thought they had? Exactly, and I think it really comes down to the um, the adjuster or somebody who's selling their insurance. Right. They're like, hey, listen, they didn't explain to me what I was giving up for a smaller um, premium. So, right. you know, that always happens, and then I'm just like, hey, listen, from this day on, this is what I need you to get. And while we're talking about the full tort, limited tort, um, I definitely want the listeners to know about underinsured and uninsured motorist claims. Um, these are benefits that protect you in situations where most of the time um, people are rolling around Philadelphia with no insurance or under um, insurance or the basis or the minimum, what they say, is 50 thousand dollars. Well, if I hit you and you um, ended up getting surgery, well, $15,000 is not going to compensate you. So then if you have these benefits that I'm talking about, the underinsured motorist claim, then you could go sue your own insurance. Now your insurance company will not, um, you know, hit you with a premium um, because you're basically paying for this benefit that if somebody hits you and it's not enough money, you could go back to your insurance and get covered. So if they have absolutely minimum, just liability coverage on the car. And and one of the, it's interesting point because we have done some shows on it. And by the way, this is a great, great um, opportunity for our union members uh, because Gomez Law is very uh, pro-union. It's a great opportunity for us to shed a light on on um, you know this situation because there's so many of us and and you know and I always say if you don't do it for yourself do it for your, for your spouse or your kids and I, what I mean by that is do it for yourself but people think they're invincible right would you you know in some cases if you get hit and you become disabled and and the individual that hits you has no insurance what happens yeah, I, well, it depends on your own insurance. That's right. If you, if you <laughs> so, don't have underinsurance or uninsured motor, yeah. you're, you're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. And that brings a good point up, too, is that sometimes um, people will say, well, I'm living with my sister and I have full tort, but they have limited tort. No, 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 no. That's not really how it works. Um, basically, you need to be in one household and one, like limited tort applies to everyone, whether or not you have insurance, whether or not you do have insurance, it'll apply to everyone. So you want to make sure that you have the best coverage and be in the best situation because you never know what happens. And you said that if somebody comes to you yeah. uh, and you'll, you'll take a look at their, their auto on policy. And, and, and it's funny, how many people don't do it until it's too late? Exactly. And that's why uh, Gomez Law Group wants to be more proactive. You know, um, it's difficult to handle limited tort cases and people want you to work miracles. And we we definitely do that at Gomez Law Group. But it's easier to put yourself in the ultimate position before the accident, not after the accident. Contact. Go ahead, Joe. No, I was going to say contact information for Gomez Law Group. Sure. Um, You could reach us on a phone by 267 313-1186 313-1186 and you could visit our website at www.gomez.com 
justice.com. Jennifer Gomez Hardy, our special guest here on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT along with Chris Woods uh, and Jay Doc. Thank you so much, Jennifer, Thank for being you. here. Well done. We'll get to a commercial break. Uh, our final segment, Tracy Hardy will be along. Who is he? We'll tell you when we come back. The right wing conservatives don't have to drive themselves crazy. They can walk there. <laughs> God bless you. And back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT along with J-Doc and Joe Krause and, of course, our gracious host, Chris Woods. Chris? Thank you, Joe. Um, Our final guest this evening is uh, Tracy Hardy, um, who our union, 1199C, and uh, the Labor's District Council just actually uh, honored him at uh, this past uh, Pennsylvania Society for... um, all of his efforts to um, help us in the political community as it relates to getting a lot of our candidates um, elected that both of our unions have supported over the years. In my opinion, and I said this that night when we honored Tracy, uh, he's the best in the business. When you talk about strategy, when you talk about writing a plan, and when you talk about moving to action and having boots on the ground, um, again, in my opinion, um, I think Tracy is the best, um, not only locally, but across the entire country. So, I want to uh, welcome Tracy Hardy to our program. And Tracy, tell us a little bit about what you do. And uh, that's kind of high praises. I set the bar I'll high, say. Babe, but that's my guy. Well, you know, um, thanks a lot, Mr. Woods. And uh, I should say Vice President of uh, 1199C Woods and my friend here, uh, Joe Doc. I've been great to have you, my friend. And, uh, great to have thank you. Thank you for podcast. having me on. That's a big statement, by the way, when you say my friend. That's, that's big stuff. <laughs> and then we have one and we finally got him on the show. Exactly. And he's been asking me to come for a while. And yep. I just been moving and shaking and trying to do things. But I've always been a supporter of, you know, him, his brother and, you know, his mom and everybody else. And I grew up with this gentleman and I have. Uh, Nothing bad or to say about not, him at or no, all. At least nothing he can say bad now. Yes. That's, that's after midnight. That's on serious radio. But no, I appreciate that, my friend. And, and, and you know what? That, like Tracy said, like Chris said, um, you're a mover and shaker. And, um, you know, you've impacted. And when, when Chris Wood says that, and let me give people an idea. 1199C is 13,000 members. And you're talking about Ryan Boyer. And that's, that's, that's the Laborers District Council. Um, Sam Staten Sr. used to impact uh, the mayoral election just by, you know, just by whispering the name of his endorsed <laughs> candidate. So those, that's pretty high, high praise and well-deserved. Tell us, uh, you know, if you will, tell the listeners, you know, really what you do when it comes to you know, politics and, 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 and uh, elections. Well, I wear I wear so many hats. Um, I got trained early in the late 90s uh, by a gentleman by the name of Greg Naylor and a woman by the name of uh, Connie Little um, that taught me the male and the f- female side of the business. And you have to be able to be versed in both those sides. Um, I now sit in the position as the first African-American uh, at the Pennsylvania Democratic Party statewide field director. So I can actually craft, zone in, communicate, operate, put boots on the ground, strategic plan for any electoral process within the state of Pennsylvania. And I'm talking about from Philadelphia to La Wakana County to Elks County, the whole entire state to affect the impact. And I think that 
you know, in this position, I've been blessed by, you know, Senator Street, I was his former chief of staff, sure. that we needed this a long time for Pennsylvania to move forward. The um, the most devastating thing to happen in um, in our my lifetime right now is to have the current situation going down in D.C. and the state of Pennsylvania leaving 50 Philadelphia alone, leaving 50,000 votes unaccounted for non-voting for in Philadelphia and losing the state by 65,000 votes. So for as a Democrat and as a union guy, that hurts me. And I know that Senator Street, I know that Chris Woods and Ryan Boyer were trying to get me at the table with some of the national folks. Kind of didn't work out because they have their own agenda, which is not our agenda. But the number one thing is that all politics is local. Um, I'm in this position now. I've been here for about eight or nine months. We just came off a tremendous Democratic victory, union victory in November. We got a a number of folks elected to Congress. We flipped the number of seats in the Senate. We flipped the number of House house seats, too. So I'm going to continue to do that work because 2020 is coming up. And uh, as I move into this role statewide, I'm being pulled a little bit on the national side with the DNC um, to do some stuff for them. And I'm excited about it. Do you think that obviously in, in labor, we also learned a lot, uh, you know, with with a lot of our members, rank and file members uh, crossing, uh, you know, party lines with the last presidential election. And, and, and now with the Janus decision and people, one of the things we always talk about, um, Tracy, and, and I, you know, I don't know if you run into it, but in, in labor we talk about it, is people don't often know what the impact of their vote is. So, for example, you know, with the Janus decision, and, and they, don't, they don't relate the issues to their, to their actual vote. Now, you look at the, the Supreme Court decision. If you're voting for president, for Supreme Court. If you don't like the Supreme Court choice, then just look back at right. what. And, and if you're a union member that voted, or right. you know, for the other for for the other party and for Donald Trump, guess what? You just voted against your own interests. Mm-hmm. Is that a challenge sometimes? Well, you know, it's always a challenge because of the fact that, in my opinion, you know, I may get in trouble for saying this. Um, you have to start at home. And, you know, my father was in the FOP, was in the first class African-American state policeman in Pennsylvania. So I kind of got to I got to know I kind of know where we are and where we got lost. We have to get back to Philadelphians, Pennsylvanians, get back to the basics. Stop trying to water down the party. Stop trying to ostracize a union and all that stuff. Got to stop that. We got on the phone and talk to our friends we can't keep fighting amongst ourselves and diluting the communication amongst ourselves so that everyone's afraid to do something and we do the wrong thing we got to get back to the basics and talk to one another i got to talk to you more joe i got to stay with chris woods i got to stay with ryan i got to talk to you guys more than often i can't get caught up in the status quo and not communicate and that's what happens to the membership. That's what happens when I say something. We got to have one message. So to your point, and um, again, I, I, I experienced this um, being the executive director of the National Union. And, and I'm curious to know, you know, you just hit, touched on it a little bit. But I want you to go a little bit more into detail because I do believe, in my humble opinion, in 2020, as we approach it, that with Tracy and others, I think um, – there's no way that we would leave 50,000 votes on the table, right? 
but can you talk about the approach that we need to take with um because the union members is union members and it's just our general com- community of folks who participated in either switching or leaving some of those votes on the table i was actually um in california with uh the largest affiliate i have which is the registered nurses group in california and we had a poll in the room whether they were supporting hillary or 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 trump and in that room, and these are union members. In that room, there was 10% of people who pressed the button, who was proud to press the button, that they were supporting Trump. So, Tracy, as we talk about our approach, um, and again, you just hinted on a little bit of what we have to do, but I'd like to hear a little bit more of what, in your opinion, we need to do as union, as a union leader where I sit, and also um, as a member of the community, what we need to be doing as we get closer to 2020. Great. I'm glad you asked me that question. I had a lot of philosophies on this, and I only got two minutes to get two minutes to get them all in. I'm only going to take thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. I'm in charge of the clock, sir. We we have to get back to the basics. I love the unions. No disrespect to the unions whatsoever on this guy, Green. I have a union print shop, Monroe Press. I have a union construction company, Manioc Construction Development. I'm union one through and through. I believe in it. The problem is that. The union has to take responsibility for the individual unions. They have to clean up their roles. They have to communicate to their people. They have to look within their own circle to see who's not registered, who's not active, who's not being communicated to, who's not being responsive, and then get to those members because they are your own unique nucleus that you can control that's number one and that's all the unions because you can't sit here and say that all the unions voted 100 percent all the time even if they voted republican or democrat they didn't work 100 percent. that's number one number two we need to organize philadelphia and pick leaders and delegate leaders now in in 2019 before the national people come in and bring their folks in from New Mexico and, and Nevada that don't know Philadelphia. They can't get Philadelphia to vote like the unions and we can. We need to dictate to the national people, hey, this is what we're doing. We're all going to rally around Woods. He's the person. That's it. And this is what we're doing to push the agenda forward. So many times we bring people in from Arizona. We bring people in from California that don't even know where Mancher Street is, where South Street is, where Manioc is, and they don't get to the people. We leave votes on the table. So going forward, I'm hoping that the DNC, uh, all labor, and the, the, the DSCC, the HDCC, all these different acronyms come down and say, hey, pick somebody. Let's all rally behind them. What I don't care what race, creed, or whatever it is, and support that person to do the job. We have to get to that point. Absolutely. That will change 2020. Thank you, Tracy. It's our pleasure of having you tonight. I appreciate you being here. Like I said, um, you know, at the at Pennsylvania Society, and like I said tonight when I opened up, um, I think you're the best in the business. And I want to thank all of you guys for spending my birthday with me. I was going to say, happy, 30, birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. because You beat me to it. Yeah, I was going to say something about that. 34, but. and I'm, I'm, I'm just proud and, and blessed to be where I'm at. And it's, it's guys like Tracy and Joe and Joe um, who continue to push me every day and 
you know, the encouragement that you guys give me, not on just on the show, but behind the scenes. I really appreciate it. Our and pleasure. I, I look forward to us to continue to work together. But I want to say thank you to Tracy again and all of our guests that we had tonight. Good stuff today. Certainly Tracy Hardy knows how to command a microphone. Well done by you, <laughs> sir, Tracy. Nice job. That's going to do it for this uh, edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. One reminder, we did reference Blondell Reynolds-Brown joining us. Uh, she was delayed. We'll schedule her, reschedule her, uh, and bring her into uh, another program as we roll along here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, on behalf of J-Doc, on behalf of Salima Pace, who joined us here, and also on behalf of Jennifer Gomez-Hardy, who was with us in our earlier segment, uh, and Tracy Hardy, who finished up the show. Uh, that's going to do it tonight. Uh, we thank all of our listeners here on Saturday Night Live. We leave you with two words, Chris Woods. Do process. Good night, everyone. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Get ready for a city versus suburban showdown as the best of the best high school girls and high school boys basketball players compete in the 32nd annual All-Star Labor Classic presented by Philadelphia's Organized Labor. The All-Star Labor Classic has donated well over $3 million with 100% of this year's proceeds supporting MS. Mark your calendars and don't miss it. Sunday, April 14th, the 32nd annual All-Star Labor Classic presented by by Philadelphia's organized labor and being held at the Philadelphia College of Sciences.